barely move them but we move them nonetheless mm-hmm. um so yeah the first question i had asked you was about your camping in goku which yes. i think is fascinating uh could you please tell me that story of course <laughs> i can um my my um my friend dana and my brother juan um they actually named him i really didn't know about the name goku until they said it um that's because Goku comes from the show Dragon Ball Z, in which I never watched it because I never grew up with it. Um, but they did, so they were explaining about it, and I also started watching some of the first episodes, but I still didn't finish them. But I mean, I'm, I learned something new from them. So yeah, so my cat is, uh, well, we're co-parenting with my, my, my friend Dana, so our cat's name is um, Goku. Yeah. Cool. And so like I was saying, um, you know, it, it takes about seven episodes to get through one battle. So, mm-hmm. like, although I do enjoy it, I just wish, like, they would just kill each other quickly and just get on with it. I mean, where's the like, excitement nah. there? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then other than that, it's like Goku, like, doing one big ball of energy for, like, four episodes <laughs> and then finally throwing it at someone and 50% chance that person lives, 50% chance that person dies. So, uh, I, guess. So, yeah, so I, I, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, so... Um, would love to hear, so you said you're from Ecuador, would love to hear what part um, your family's from and um, mm-hmm. just your, your journey to Queens. Yeah, I was born here, I, I was born in Queens, Jackson Heights. Um, I still live in the same building where my mom um, landed, uh, but my mom is from Ecuador. My dad is from Ecuador as well. My mom is specifically from Cuenca and my father's from Azogues. Um My mom is a single mother. Uh, we have, well, my mom, ha- I have two younger sisters and uh, a younger brother and an older brother. His name is Juan. Um, but the story of him goes, um, he just came to New York on January of this year. Um, it took him like three months to come here to New York. It was really an anxious um, moment. Um, I mean, my mom was also scared because it's like traveling. It's just so hard, especially with with Trump around, um, mm-hmm. but we, we sent money and now he, he's finally here with us. Um, I wrote like through his journey for me, like in order for me to like feel better, um, I had to write. So I, I'm a writer, I'm an artist. So I just had to write um, all these things that I was feeling through because I know my brother, I was contacting him only like once a time, once every week. Uh, because it's hard to communicate, especially on the um, situation that he's in. Um, but yeah, so now um, my family's all together. Um, I call them Maceta Familiar, which in English sounds okay. weird. I think it's like the pot family. Uh, but it's basically because my mom, she loves plants. She takes care of the plants. Um, and when, she's, when I see her taking care of the plants, it's like if she's actually taking care of us, of all her um, daughter and son. But um, but now we're in the same house. We're the same, like in New York together, and it's like a dream come true. I guess a family united. No, that's great. And um, so, are were you born in uh, Cuenca? No, no, I was born here. 
uh, in Queens. Oh, you were born here. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was born. born. Yeah, all of and my siblings were born here. Just my brother Juan. He's the oldest. He's lived in Cuenca. So he lived there for twenty years. He well, he lived there for he's twenty nine. Uh, he came here on January, but my mom mm -hmm. left him for I guess to live the American dream and for like money and all that. I guess immigration process. Right. Um, but yeah, so now um, I, like I mentioned, I also did a Facebook Live of their first um, scene together. And it was just a really excitement, but also like a sad moment. Uh, you can see like my mom's crying and like I, I, I thought she was gonna have got a heart attack, but that, that, that's how intense it was the region, um, right. the say, reuniting the family together. Mm hmm. Totally. Um, and uh, what were some of the reactions you saw to that video? Um, I didn't think many. I mean, um, because I'm also in the community, I do like activism work at the community. So a lot of my, um, who I look up to from, I, I focus on Imi Corona, the community center. So I speak with them. So they were, so they knew about um, the, the moment that I was going through. So I invited also them because I wanted them to be also part of this experience because they were already, they're already part of my life, the people from Imi Corona. Um, mm -hmm. So they're like, they, they felt really proud. Um, when I saw them in person, they're like um, congratulating me and my family because they also know my mom. Um, it was like, mm -hmm. like if the whole community was there for me in that moment, even though not physically, but like there's the social media, it's something useful. Right. So um, I was really glad that um, they were also present with me um, through this process. That's why community mm. is united. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, so um, I'd love to hear, uh, where does your love for community come from, um, specifically growing up in uh, Jackson Heights? How did you develop that sense of community? Yeah, um, it was difficult. Well, I mean, I first learned, um, Imi Corona was the first place I actually, like, where my leadership grew. Um, I, I was, like, that quiet girl where, like, she sits in the front, in the bus. Like, I was really quiet, really reserved. Um, but then I'm, I joined this dance group. But then I also knew that Imi Corona um, is not just a place where you can just use the space and then leave. Bye-bye. No. It's a place where um, you get, there gives free workshops for the community. So um, while I was there, um, they told us about their mission. Their mission is like to um, create workshops, but it's like focusing on art. That's also where um, the art comes a lot. Uh, it's like using the tool of art to educate and organize uh, about what's happening, the social issues, self-love and the culture. Um, so that's where it came from. And then later on, um, with time, I, I attended these workshops, like police brutality workshops. Like they were like my, my guiders. They were like, oh, you should go there. Like they recommended me these places where I should go. And that's where my interest came. And also because um, my mom didn't also have so much um, information about like yeah. um, what can she do uh, because of her immigration status. Um, so then Imi Corona also helped me a lot of getting resources for my mom and not only for my mom, but also from like families, friends. Um, so Imi Corona was like that, that moment where I could grow and also my leadership. That's where um, I also created my own workshop, my art workshops for the kids. Um, and also it's a place where I can like, I love kids. Um, that's why I'm like majoring in childhood education. 
So that's mm-hmm. where I can um, teach kids, educate kids, but also about self-love culture. So like, I feel like I'm always there in that place. And um, mm-hmm. the community is just like, if I, can, if I have resources, then why not um, spread it to the community if it's going to help them as well, like as if they helped me as well. So yeah. Total. Yeah, totally. Um, and so uh, I'm half Ecuadorian. Oh. Uh, my mother is from uh, Manabi. And um, so I, I grew up in a town called Brentwood that was, um, you know, the demographics shifted and there was a lot of people that came from El Salvador that were fleeing the Civil War that resettled. So mm-hmm. a lot of people that I grew up around were Salvadoran. Um, so I'm wondering for you, because you said, you know, you were quieter and, um, you know, you didn't find your voice until you came to this yeah. organization. Uh, what was it like for you growing up in Jackson Heights as a, you know, first as a U.S. born Ecuadorian, what did that mean uh, to you? Well, Jackson Heights is full of immigrants. Um, there's like divisions, like in 74th Street, uh, there may be like Muslims um, from 82nd to 103rd, there's Ecuadorians, um, Mexicans. So it's like each like streets are like different race. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really much, uh, I mean, my building is the majority are Ecuadorians and Mexicans. Um, I never really had any connection with them. But like I said, like when I went to Imi Corona, that's like, that's like where I saw all the like immigrants' family like come together. Like that, that was like their, their safe place. And that's where they also got educated, not only them, but I, I also got educated there. Um, but when I found out about Imi Corona, that, that was like, that's my, that's my place. That's my home where I can be, where I can learn. Uh, where I can teach as well, um, but that's like where um, where my my interest in the community started. Um, it was hard at the beginning. My mom did not like me to go there at all, um, especially at the protests. I remember my first right, protest right. was um, back in 2014 for the DAPA protest, and um, my mom just hated it. She's like, "No, that um, you're gonna get arrested. You're gonna get." Um, you're gonna dirty your like records and all that. It was like a really hard process. And then my community, right. like um, there's this woman um, leader, Sylvia, shout out to Sylvia from Mimi Corona. Shout out she, Sylvia. Yeah, <laughs> she, helped out, she helped me a lot so much. She spoke with my mom. She gave her like, this is what she does. This is also how she's growing. Um, so she has helped me a lot. And my mom now is like at my side. Um, she's like, um, just take care, but she knows like my passion is like helping others uh, because she knows that she also needed help and there was nowhere, no one to help her. And now she she tells me she's like you're like the light, you're like my light that should have I should have seen before, but like there's there wasn't no light before then. And um, I'm really glad that I can like help other immigrants, um, especially the youth. Um, I'm really focused on the youth. Um, I love um, helping the youth, um, especially using the art. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no I, to- I totally uh, identify because my dad, you know, he hears of a protest. He's like, are you, are you going to that? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then I end up going. <laughs> yeah. Up going anyway. uh, yeah. Because the thing uh, is like, you know, the, the things that you see, like, you can't help but want to be involved. You can't help course. but like, it, like, I mean, this is what you're taught when you're young to like, not stand for injustice and like you want to go out and do something 
Yeah, and also, I guess it's also, like, um, curiosity of how that feels. And also, like I said, um, I, I was, I'm really, I'm, well, I am still sort of, in a certain way, quiet. I don't speak much. Um, I get nervous. I probably, you probably see that I'm nervous. But, um, I can't I, tell. You're doing a great job. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I'm that quiet, nervous girl. But then when I, like, went to that protest and, like, screamed my lungs out and, like, knew why I was doing it, it felt really good. I was like, okay, maybe um, everyone outside thinks I'm crazy screaming out, but I'm, I, I know why I'm screaming. I know why I'm protesting, standing up. I'm like, the other people around me know why I'm doing it, and they know, like, they're also hearing my voice as well. So, like, my voice matters. So that's also where my, my like, leadership and my, um, my interest in the community continued. I was like, if I can't be heard, like, in school, or I felt at least that I couldn't be heard in school, uh, maybe outside, mm -hmm. maybe in this way, I can let my voice be heard. So, yeah. Cool. And um, so, so, like, another form of expression that I see is that you take very artistic photos. Um, oh. Would love to know where your creativity comes from. You know, where, um, where, where does your passion... So, like, for myself, um, I like to express myself through uh, these videos um, and talking to people because I love to learn to be a better activist, learn to be a better storyteller. Mm -hmm. um, you're a very poetic person. You're a very artistic person. Where do you think that comes from for you? I think for my mom. Um, my mom, she's like, um, each one of you, my daughters and um, sons, you have a quality from me. And I was like, okay, mom, cool. And, but my art, um, I, I was always a dancer. I dance um, Ecuadorian folkloric dance. Um, so I guess that's where my art began in that type of way. Uh, but then it went through, um, because of Imi Corona, so we use art like drawing, painting. Um, writing books, we actually did this, um, we, it was a color, collaboration with the kids, um, where it was a, a coloring drawing book, and it talked like they, 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 the kids, they basically drew, um, I should share it to you, I probably should mail it to you, so you can sure. see it, but it's, it's yeah. really awesome, um, but it's like, I feel like art, because, um, I mean, I, I understand, like, I'm not good at verbally, expressing myself but if you put me like to write or to dance um contemporary dance like expressing my body like feeling the emotions of that um i'm i feel much better expressing it that way um but my art comes from Amy corona because that's where i spend the most and that's the tool that we use mostly in order to demonstrate about the social justice that's happening um self-love as well the culture um but yeah, I actually, last year I got the, I, I was doing an internship, the Windows Project, the Windows Project, mm -hmm. Rest in Power. So I collaborated with um, different three artists and we spoke, um, we used the art. So we did, um, uh, we did, we, ex we made uh, some expositions uh, with their collaboration and we honored, um, I think, six victims that passed away due to police brutality. And the main focus was like being in solidarity, black, brown, LGBTQ folks. Um, and also we put it out to the public. So we also invited another type of artists like the dance. So Los Mexicas, um, they did their, their ritual honoring them. So it's like all these type of, of arts coming in 
and being in solidarity for all these uh, all the victims that passed away or that are keep our leaders that are keeping they're still in lucha they're still fighting for the rights and for the community right so art art can change the world um art will change the world um a friend said a friend of mine says that and it's true um there's different ways that art can change the world um but yeah I don't know. <laughs> Viviana, I, I want to connect you, and I don't know if she's watching right now, I don't think so, but to Reina Montoya from Arizona. Um, she's the founder of Aliento, and she, she does exactly the type of arts and like dance expressions. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to connect you both uh, after this. Awesome, yeah. Because I think, I think you both like have a lot to talk about uh, in that sense. And totally. Really? Okay, um, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I admire that very much because I can barely draw a stick figure. So, like, when somebody can, like, express themselves through art, like, it's very, you know, I admire that very much. Um, so, let, let me ask you this question. So, mm -hmm. we're, so, again, I'm half Ecuadorian, you're full Ecuadorian. Um, what does being, what does being Ecuadorian mean to you? Um, you know, based on where you grew up and based on, like, you know, whether you visited, um, what does that mean to you, having been born here? Yeah, um... I'm actually proud that uh, I consider myself Ecuadorian or Latina, uh, mostly than American. I, I really don't say, oh, some people, some people when they ask me, they're like, where, where are you from? And I'm like, from Ecuador. It's like a natural thing to say. I'm, I don't say, oh, I'm from America, United States. Uh, but I guess that's because my mom always um, maintained Ecuadorian culture alive in the house. Um, she always did the traditional food. We spoke, we spoke, um, we speak Spanish as well. She maintained the language in the home. Um, I also, she also put me in dual language um, since mm. kindergarten. So, like, I'm like English and Spanish are my both languages, but I feel more comfortable in Spanish. And that's like what amazes like people like, oh, you're born here, but you consider yourself Ecuadorian and you can't speak Spanish. Um, and that's why I also, because um, uh, I have a, with my other colleagues, a dance group that's called New Canche Yata Wabacuna. And um, all the students, all the girls from there are also born in, in the United States of America. But um, uh, I like the fact that they're born here and they still, like their parents and them as well. Um, are still interested in maintaining that Ecuadorian culture. And some of them are like mixed. Like uh, one, of my, one of the students is like half Colombian, half Ecuadorian, half Salvadorian, um, half Ecuadorian. So it's like these mixed cultures, but it's like interesting. And like we go also present and when we tell the audience like, no, they're not only Ecuadorians, it's a mix and they're actually born here. So look at that. Like we're right. empowering the youth mixed youth uh, with like background, um, Latino background. It's like, that's, that's why I like working with, with the kids. It's like, they're next our generation. They're the ones that are gonna right. be here after I'm not here. Uh, my colleague, um, the one that founded New Country Yaktawakuna, she says that um, she are, she's leaving seeds. So when she's gone, um, that they, those seeds can bloom and they can like start leading because obviously we're not going to be here forever. So we're going right. to, we have to leave our like legacy, I guess, our seeds behind us so they can start taking a role. But, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, totally. I totally uh, agree with that because uh, I, I think like it's, it's getting rarer and rarer to see, um, 
youth pick up traditional folkloric dances mm-hmm. and like um you know it's not it's not something that i was brought up with uh so i just think that's something it's something great to just pass on i think you know yeah. like um there's uh the outfits there's the music um i know i know a lot of josie josie you like this uh josie sings um she sings a uh, classic mexican music to keep the culture alive oh. So I'm, I'm I I did an interview with her as well. I'm going to tag her in this video as well. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> then there's um Shanae from uh Delaware. She does a uh, traditional Mexican dance as well. So I'm just thinking of all these people that I know <laughs> already that uh, I'd love to connect with for you to, you know, have conversations. Yeah, with we should like yeah, definitely. I would love to um know about um cuz I also joined the Mexican dance group. Um, but I mean, I mean, I like trying new cultures, um, especially in the dance, because it's new steps, new language. Um, it's a new form of expressing as well. So yeah, definitely, we should totally network. <laughs> with <them>. Totally. Um, <laughs> so I want to get into immigration a bit. Um, so it was not that long ago. Well, actually, before before I get there, I'm getting way too ahead of myself here. Um, <laughs> so so let me ask you, what is your passion? in um fighting for immigrant rights. I I have seen some posts that you've expressed a passion for it. Would love to know where that comes from mm-hmm. because so you're already born here. Most of your family's here. Your brother just came. What is the passion you have for fighting for other people? Yeah, um I I get my motivation is my mom. Um I remember for example cuz having no papers at all is really difficult, especially when dealing with social workers. Um I remember when I went with my mom to like to I don't know I was just helping her um go to like the social workers and then this social worker was really rude she she wrote like with a red fat marker on her papers like immigrant like big fat red letters and I was mm-hmm. like what the hell? like why why that so um my mom always um used to tell me like to to not be like that like there she's not the only one here but to also think of everyone else so that's when um i started thinking of the importance also of immigrants like it's if my mom didn't have the opportunity to get the resources uh from uh, specific um centers then and if i have the resources then why not also help other immigrants that need um so that's when i started networking collaborating with different people about the immigration and then at the end um my mom I guess understood why I'm going through the protest why I'm coming home late from like the workshops um right. because it also helped her but then I I like I've noticed that she also spreads the word like she's telling her friends about the information yeah. where she can get um so it's really um I guess that's where my motivations for immigration started because of my mom I knew um my mom needed help but then i also knew like the people in my building also need help uh, the people in the community needs help as well needs these resources um so that's where i started just um volunteering cuz all cuz all of this is volunteering i don't get paid it's just everything that comes like from my free time but that i love to do because it's i feel like that that's what fills me up um that's what i can do for my mom as well uh but yeah Yeah. No, awesome. Um so let me ask you about uh 
Okay, so recently, like, I know that there have been rumors of immigration raids happening in uh, your area of Jackson Heights. Oh. Um, specifically, there were rumors that there were, like, ice vans parked outside. Uh, can you tell me what went through your mind when you heard that or, like, you hear rumors like that? Yeah, um, I know, well, I was, I'm not really, I was I'm not currently active, but there's this, um, organization that's called Queens Neighborhood United, Q&U. Um, they're all about like the community as well, um, specifically also in um, the BIF, the Business Improvement District. But then about the ICE, um, when that came up, um, we have this um, group chat and we notify each other about any police activity. Like they, they send a text and say, hey, the police, I mean, the, what, what are they called? Um, I don't know, I forgot what they're called, but they're basically like, it's a group of youth that goes outside in the night or in the day, and they send a text where they're like, okay, we're outside, if you see any activity, text us or call us. So we noticed that um, there were some, like in, in Jackson Heights, it's full of vendors. So um, it was passing a rumor of saying that the um, ICE uh, police, ICE raids were in the neighborhood. And that's when a when we start the, the text started and then someone like actually like went through that specific place and they saw if any ice raids were there but um i was actually scared especially because like my brother just came and um uh what was useful was that we had this group text like this technology is like really benefiting um right but um yeah and i i, I saw like the the how the vendors and immigrants because in the community almost the majority are immigrants um like they were so scared of it but then once we had like this group text and once we spoke with the vendors then they also spread the word and they're like relax no uh we there's nothing happening uh but then we also well q and you um or and some other orgs started doing know your rights training so we had uh, the workshops of like, what, what, what can you do? Or what you should do when a police comes? Uh, what are your rights? How should you speak? And um, it really helped the community because they know their rights. And also um, we do, sometimes they do um, dual, so or trans, um, interpreting. So it's English and Spanish. So that way the community can also, under, like if they go, they should understand what they're, what they're attending to. So um, right. we're also mindful of that, like the community majority speaks in Spanish. So we have to give this mm-hmm. workshops also in Spanish. Um, but yeah, uh, it's really ben- uh, beneficial that we have this technology around because we can like we can um, notify each other what's happening around the community. Mm-hmm. And we can also help the vendors uh, or, the, or the community itself of what's happening and where they can like take these workshops. So yeah, sure. I, yeah, the rumors were scaring. <laughs> So can, can you tell me, like, what is it like speaking to someone who is actually afraid? Like, who is a vendor? Like, you know, I know you said, like, you know, you all spoke to the vendors and they were afraid. But, but what was it that they were expressing um, when they spoke? Yeah, um, that uh, they were expressing more of, like, what if they, because some of the vendors, um, they also need license. But uh, although they have license, they were mostly scared of, like, what if they, like, the police comes and, like, they haven't seen, like, uh, what's it called? I'm sorry. Um, like, the police comes and then they haven't even said bye to their family. Or, like, um, 
what if my son goes outside and I don't see him again? Um, or like, <clears throat> what, um, like, what can I do in order to not be deported? Or do I just go to them and listen to them and give them whatever they want? So it was more like of, I mean, I felt, I felt like when, um, when I heard, like when my, my colleagues were speaking to the vendors, it was more of like, I can't do anything. I surrender. I can't, um, like they, like they are blinded. Like they don't know their rights. So we were like, we were there to give them hope. Like, no, you have, you have these things. You just need to learn. And like, we, you can learn with us. And it's just like, um, that's like where actually the community actually united because that's when <clears throat> the vendors also knew, like there's people that's there to help you. Um, there's people that can give you these resources, um, mm -hmm. but you just have to communicate with them and like be open about it. But some, I, um, the friends of my mom, they were really scared. And I mean, I totally understand uh, because of my brother once again, like I was scared like, what if like the police is right outside or something like that? But I also tried to explain like I also like my brother. I told like because we have these um these flyers, the flyers that we give. They're like know your rights, so they're in English and Spanish. So I kept one of those, and then I like try to teach my my brother his rights. Um, it's better to know now just for us to be aware. But but yeah, it, it's really scary. Uh, rumors um, they spread quickly. But that's why I guess we also need to know our resources, where to get them, and how to spread them around as quickly as possible as well. Sure, sure, definitely. Um, so what, what uh, mm, I, I would love to get your perspective as someone who has been doing this work for a while now. Uh, what you were thinking as the election campaign was happening and mm -hmm. um, what actually happened on election day, what did you experience? Yeah, um, I actually I was actually on the election day when they announced um, the president. Um, I was at Imi Corona. I was in a workshop. I forgot what workshop I was. I think it was in a workshop of gentrification. Um, I was with uh, some other people, and then at the end, um, we, we were like refreshing the page to see who who won as um, president, mm -hmm. and then we noticed that Trump won. Um, and that moment. I felt, I felt, I didn't feel as, like, I didn't feel, like, as bad because um, my whole, my whole um, colleagues were there. And it was, like, we all had our each other's back. And it, I, I, I'm really glad that I was actually there at Imi Corona uh, with them in that moment. Uh, it was, like, I mean, I didn't even plan to, but it was, it's the thing that just happened. But, um, but when when I knew about the president, um, president, um, the president election who won, um, my brother came up because that moment, that was like where my brother, um, was still not here. So, uh, it, like all this, like, okay, once, once I left Imi Corona, that's where like all my worries came. It was like, oh my God, like how I'm going to deal with this. How is my mom dealing it with right now? Um, how is my brother if he found out? Um, so it's like, um, everything just, like a lot of anxiety came to me again. It hit me again uh, because I was just so worried about my brother. But also that um, election like had a big effect on the community. Um, there, because we have different workshops, free workshops at Imi Corona. So most of them are volunteer, the leaders. 
and when the election came up, um, the the results, uh, many of the leaders didn't. Uh, well, some of the leaders didn't want to go. Um, there was a specific group, workshop group, that did not want to go because they were afraid of like the police. Uh, that's that was also when the ice race, the rumors were happening. And if they went to Imi Corona, um, they they locked the door and like they put down the um, the gate just in case, just to avoid any police because it really impacted them and they also didn't have papers. So it was really um, a great impact on them. And it was like, we can see how scary they were. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, but then once again, Imi Corona also gave like the workshops, Know Your Rights, and for them to know. So that sort of like gave them hope and less fear about what's been happening around. Yeah, totally. And then I'm, you know, Long Island, uh, where I'm from, is a place that also has its uh, fair share of, like, immigrant populations. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that, like, people, you know, in our region, like, were just, and including me, like, I was just devastated afterwards. And, like, you know, but I think that in the, in the days following, you know, we were able to find a sense of community. We were able to see, like, you know, that we still had each other's backs and, like, mm -hmm. it just depended on supporting each other. So I'd love to ask you, so from this point, you know, so the election happened and now we're like 100 days in about where, where does self-care come in and where does organizing go from here, in your opinion? Damn, self-care. Um, I feel uh, self-care, well, uh, speaking of self-care, um, I'm also spiritual, so um, I, know, I know activism and all the work um, also brings down a lot like for example for me I know like dealing with um, with what's been happening with Trump and finding ways of also helping the community at the same time it's like it's it's also like um, it's downsizing me but then also like I'm also helping that like what weighs more but then sometimes I guess um, that's where that was with that moment where I was like okay I need to like balance I have to balance myself because my health also matters. Um, mentality, especially like spiritually, physically, mental mentality, um, it all works, it, it all works. So I was like, okay, I have to like find other ways to like self care about myself while also dealing with all this negativity that's been happening around. Um, but um, like I said, like I, my self care is art, it's dancing, it's expressing, it's uh, movement. Um, so that's where my self-care is, um, but sorry, what was the other question? I totally forgot. Sure, but, totally. Um, so where do you think organizing goes from here? Yeah, um, so what I usually say is educate, organize, action. So like either we can educate, well, I, can, I first should educate myself because that's the most important. I have to educate myself first in order to educate others. And then we have to um, organize, come up with strategies, come up with plans, um, meet up workshops, and then take action as in spreading the news, um, spreading the word, um, what's it called? How do we say it? Outreach, there you go. Outreach, so action, outreach in the community, in the streets, in the, in the trains. Um, so yeah, that's what, um, that's what I say, educate, organize, action. And I feel like, it, well, for me, because there's different types of, um, of uh, what's it called? luchando or fighting but i feel like 
for me, it's educating, um, for example, the youth, organizing with the youth, coming with workshops, and then taking action. I feel like that makes a big impact in the community as well. Um, it can be for different topics or different um, situations, but um, that's, that's what I look for. I mean, that's what I, I keep doing um, even after the elections. I mean, because, okay, elections come, but then that can happen. Um, I also noticed... Um, that after the elections, the, com the, the community came more together. Um, I feel like I was speaking with a friend and he was like, oh, this is like, this is like a wake-up call for the community. It's like, okay, people, get up. Like, this is something, this is something real that's happening. We have to come together. Like, no more, like, you go that side, you go the other side. No, we're coming together, we're organizing, and we're going um, straight along together in this path, holding hands, like, no more difference. Um, so I feel like that's one of the good things that um, it's about the uh, this election, like the people just coming together. Um, the women's march, those thousands of of women of people, um, they were together there. Um, but it's just um, amazing how just this election just united so many people that um, we wouldn't even expect. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, that's one of the perks. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, totally. And so my question is, um, you know, so I recently moved to the area, um, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering, um, so, uh, you know, I recently moved to the area, and, uh -huh. um, you know, I'm wondering, how does someone get involved with, like, the youth movement and energy of Queens, um, you know, it could be the Ecuadorian community, it could be the Latino community. How does one get involved in uh, the programs that are happening, um, the work that you're doing, if they were watching this video? Yeah, well, first, um, I get technology, the internet, um, Facebook. Uh, we, you guys can follow in Imi Corona Queens. Um, they get free workshops for the community. Um, what else? Um, I guess um, spreading the word. I mean, if if anyone is interested on joining in anything, um, they should just um, network, like speak up. And I think that's one of the hardest things, and that I'm still working on. Like, I see something interested, but I'm like, uh, I don't want. Like, I'm I'm nervous to actually approach to it. But I'm learning that I should really stop that <laughs> because then my, my chance just like gets out of the, like goes away. And then when am I ever going to see the chance again? When am I going to see the opportunity? Like that opportunity might not only change for me, it might change for other people. And then if I, if once I know that, um, once I go through that opportunity, that experience, then I can help those who ever need that information or those who couldn't get that opportunity. I could be the one, I could be, I could be the resource for them. So, um, yeah, and also just looking up in the computer um, organizations, um, hearing, your, like, having your projects, like, your, your project, this is amazing because this is, like, a method where people can actually listen and learn about other resources and other people because not many stories are being told. Uh, many of them are shut down or don't know where to speak. Uh, but your your stories are like your your project is just amazing. Like I never actually told my story. This is like the first time I actually telling oh, in public great. my my That's story, great. my family story, where how like why why I am, what like what made who I am, and um, why I'm actually like why is my passion this? Why my motivation? So 
your your project like I feel like touches like every every hidden soul that there is behind the computer Aww. behind everything. <laughs> Thanks so much. No, I really appreciate that because uh, some days I'm like, man, should I continue this? Like, is well, it having an impact? And then I'm like, and then like it's when people say those things, I'm like. Hell yes, I gotta keep doing it. <laughs> yes, you definitely should keep um, working forward. Like, don't let nothing stop you. Yeah, so give me one second. It's frozen on your face. Just want to make sure uh, oh. we're able to get you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're back. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, no, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, I'm sorry. Like, it was no, frozen sorry. on your face for a little bit. Um, and we're heading towards the conclusion here, so folks, stick with us. Um, <clears throat> so, just wanted to, just if you could repeat that part about like how stories are like not always heard and how this is your first time sharing, uh, because it froze while you were saying that. So that would be great. Uh, okay. Um, let me let me um, Yeah, usually stories are not being told, and that's basically because either, for example, I approach to someone and then they shut me down. Um, so that's like, okay, my story is not heard. Or maybe like verbally, maybe um, like this is my actually first time. Because I shared my stories, but I was in writing, in poetry, in art, um, but never in verbally. So that's why I was right. saying like your project also gives um, like, so, like the other uh, people's voice to be heard, to their story to be heard. And that's something like quite um, often it doesn't, you don't see that around here. Um, but now with like these type of projects, these type of movements, it's something beneficial, not only for other people, but for oneself. Like this is like right now, this experience is like, uh, I, I'm learning from it after all the troubleshooting. Um, I'm learning like how to speak. Uh, like I can see where I'm like, where I'm improving myself in speaking. Mm -hmm. And this is actually helping me in, in, in my voice to be heard. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 that's great. And the thing is, like, that's something that I, I, you know, I've been an immigrant rights activist for about five years now. And I remember, like, you know, it's just all the, like, everybody just has such an amazing story mm -hmm. to contribute to the movement. And just like you're saying, I've seen it shut down so many times. And it hurts me because the storytelling, the passion, the challenges are what makes me passionate. And if people aren't seeing that passion and we're just worried about grants and we're just worried about fundraising yeah. and, the, and the organizational stuff, like, you know, we don't get to enjoy it. And that's why like, you know, that's why I reached out to you because I could see that you're enjoying your work, you know? And I wanna, I, I wanted to get to know you and your work mm -hmm. um, because I just think like, then I get, you know, I'm able to help you connect to other people. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and I'm glad because so, sometimes, you know, people have said, you know, it's therapeutic for them to be able to express themselves. And I'm like, man, like, all you other organizations, like, step your <laughs> up because I'm the only one out here doing this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm giving this platform for people because I care about them. You know, I, I care more about the person I'm interviewing than, like, I don't know, like, I just, I care. I just, that's, yeah, that's and, and your project, your project also um, brings up hope. Like, okay, like for example, I feel like um, this, like these, the people. For example, the people you interview, I feel like there's like there's a downhill for them. Like there's like a sad, bad moment that they're going through. But like there, there's always a but. But like at the end, there's the light, right? Like you have to go through the dark in order to see the light. And that's what your project gives also to the audience. Like there's still hope. 
there's still um, people that cares about you. And like, although they didn't go through the same, or maybe they did the same exact things, you still are achieving something. You're going to achieve something at the end, no matter what, if you put like your passion, your motivation, keep it going forward. So I'm glad about that your project does this. Like there's hope. <laughs> That's great. So if you had one thing to say to people right now who need that hope, um, people that are part of the 11 million undocumented and are struggling right now, what message of hope would you send to them right now? Yeah, um, the message. Um, I, would, I would say, uh, uh, for example, um, I don't know, uh, I guess also, uh, hold on, it's like you a got message. This, you got this. I believe in you. I believe in you. You got this. Um, uh, let's see. It will be. Uh, uh, I guess uh, like uh, don't underestimate the youth, uh, because they're actually the the the, the next ones after us. Um, there's this quote that I found um, that of a, of, a, of a parent like holding a um carton. What's it called? A board saying yeah. you you kids are the voice that shut us down or something like that. And um, it's like so true because, um, I mean, also I guess it depends how you educate the youth. But I mean, if you, um, also if you get the resources, I mean, the youth is, is our next it's our next generation. They're gonna be here. They're gonna be the ones controlling the world. Um, they're gonna be the ones that, they're gonna be our legacy. And we, the, the ones here right now, all the leaders and the parents, like don't, like so many people, has told me like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 19. Well, back then I was like 18, 17. And they're like, really? And like, it's like, they don't, they think that I don't do anything. Like I just go to high school and work, I mean, um, home and that's it. But I was like, no, I, I work. I go also to college now. I'm in this activism work. And they're like, oh, but you look like 20. You look like 27 around there. And I'm like, no, I'm like 19. Like the youth can also also do so many stuff. They just need the resources and they also need the motivation. So it's like don't under don't underestimate the youth. Like we yeah. also we can also do some changes here. Um, but that's yeah. great. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I uh, I like I wanted the opportunity to do activism when I was uh, 18, 19. I'm 28 now, um, so yeah. I'm actually the generation above you. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, there was just no way for me to get involved. Mm -hmm. And, like, and, you know, that was back then when, you know, social movements were just, like, an emerging thing. Yeah. And Internet, you know, was just, Facebook was an emerging thing. Um, so, yeah, so, so I'm glad you're use, utilizing it all to your advantage. And, like, you're building power and you're using it for good. Um, yeah, so, uh, Viviana, I am, I am in awe of your power. I am in <laughs> awe of you know, how expressive you are. I'm in awe that this is your first time speaking. Like, yeah. we, we got to get you out there. We got to get you <laughs> speaking engagement. I want to see you in front of the crowd, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I do hope that soon in the future um, we're able to do some work together. Uh, yeah. Since we're so close, would love to attend one of your workshops. You know, invite me. Would love to yes, meet other please. people. Um, and I, you know, I, at some point um, come you know, talk to people about uh, the show and how you're on it and, like, yeah. do some type of collaboration. I think that would be great. That, I love collaborations. I feel like that's one of the... Um, collaboration is just awesome. I love collaboration. So, yes, we definitely should do some networking, collaborating. Also with the other, your other interviewees. 
um, it'll be great to network with them as well. We'll tie them right after this video. <laughs> so Viviana, thank you so much. Thank I, you. Despite all the troubleshooting, we, yeah. made some magic, we made some magic here tonight. <laughs> and I'm very happy we stuck around to talk. Uh, and we're going to make some magic in the future on Immigration MIC. We move yes. immigration conversations across Queens and across the nation. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Enjoy the rest of your night. You too. Good night. Take night. care.